0: I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy, a Yankee Doodle Do or Die. I watched two movies just like Fred and Dan, released on the 4th of July. One's about invading aliens, one's about a dunce whose head expands. John Travolta's pretty charming, so's Will Smith and Goldblum. The rest belongs in garbage cans. Welcome to episode 55 of Opening Weekend, the podcast that travels back in time to revisit opening weekends of the past and revel in that other great American pastime, going to the movies with our friends.
1: Coming soon. This summer. At Theaters Everywhere. Opening
0: Weekend. Read it or. I'm Jason O'Connell, and I am once again joined by my dear friends Fred Berman and Dan Matisa. And this week, we travel back to Fourth of July weekend, 1996, and one of the biggest releases of all time Independence Day, starring Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, and Randy Quaid. As well. <laughs> as well <laughs> as well as the John Travolta tearjerker, Flowers Phenomenon. But before <laughs> we dive into the week's movies, <laughs> how were we all celebrating the 4th of July in 1996?
2: Wait a minute. Did you just do a throwback to episode three?
3: Was nice. that episode Seven. three?
0: Seven. The Our 4th of July episode, our Baby's Day Out episode. Oh, wow. I did the throwback. I was like, I guess maybe for 4th of July. Every time oh. it's the fourth of July, I'll sing Yankee Doodle Dandy. Oh well my done. goodness.
2: That was fantastic. And we and last week well, not last week. Last the last episode, last sorry, episode. we were uh we baby's day out reared its very, <laughs> it's, very ugly it's head it's again. It's sinister ahead. head. <laughs> wow. So we're really, we're really back in it. We're back in there. That was nice. Wow. You're doing throwbacks to, well, I guess we're
0: always, this the whole show's about this throwbacks, whole show's isn't a throwback. it? Shalotsaurus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I needed Chalotsaurus to come through Independence Day at some point.
3: And
0: fight the aliens.
2: Well, that was wonderful. It was nice to hear your your old timey uh, James Cagney Yankee, Yankee Doodle Doodle
0: guy yeah. again. And it is very early in the morning we're recording this. And my, my, I'm just like, oh, Yankee Doodle. Oh, God. No, it's good. <laughs> no, it's, very it's good. It's good. It's
2: like a throwback to puberty. See, we exactly. constantly doing the throwback.
0: Yes, I've done my whole life's a throwback to puberty. Am I right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, but seriously. If the veal too tough Try my wife, please
2: oh. If the veal is too oh. tough The tough, tough gets get chicken. chicken This is what we're going to be singing At the, uh, the old age actor's home yeah.
0: yeah If the veal is too tough The tough get chicken <laughs> The tough get corn mush
4: Oh,
2: that's
0: Billy Ocean Speaking of corn mush Phenomenon <laughs> No <laughs> I'm sorry. Where were you? uh Fourth of July, 1996. You guys remember? I remember very vividly. But you go first. No, was, then you go first. Why don't we let's switch let's, it up? Let's, well, yes, all right. Let's switch, we'll switch up. it up. I was in a f- uh, private screening of Independence Day at midnight oh. on on Fourth of July. I was at private Texas Shakespeare screening. Festival. It was wow. my first summer working at the Texas Shakespeare Festival. We were doing Romeo and Juliet, Taming of the Shrew, and. Uh, 1776 and on 4th of July we opened 1776 and we opened with like a two performance day we did a matinee and an evening show and then we there's a little theater that I'm sure Fred remembers because Fred worked at Texas Shakespeare the year before in 95 and there's a little movie theater in Kilgore called I think it's called the four-star cinema maybe it's five-star cinema but it's it's a little you know, a little several screen multiplex in this tiny town, uh, Kilgore, Texas. And uh, they kindly offered to run the because we weren't going to be able to see uh, between the matinee and the evening show where everybody was like, we want to go see Independence Day on the 4th of July. We want to see it. We want to see it. But, you know, and mm-hmm. they're going to the last show will be done by the time we're we're finished up. And they were like, well, we'll do one after your show. And, oh, and it was like a 100 gosh. people in the company. And they just gave us the theater. And it was fucking great and their staff stuck around and ran the, the movie one more time at like oh, 11 o'clock really? oh. or something and it was so fucking fun I have so many I wish I could find them there must be in my mom's attic somewhere like I have boxes of pictures from those times you know and I had so many photographs from that screening of just like the entire company like cheering like I remember going up to by the movie screen and like everybody going nuts like a bunch of fucking gremlins in <laughs> the movie theater scene and they're like ah! I'm ah. taking pictures of everybody. I <laughs>
2: Hi, home! It's off to Independence Day. We go. <laughs> my,
0: my buddy I mentioned last week, Kelly O'Coin, he was playing Romeo at the time. I've got one picture where he's right in the front, and like, Oh, that's
3: Brian fantastic. Brian Costello
0: was there. Oh. Mike Sarabian. These are buddies of ours here in New York City. Yeah, Wow,
2: I actually saw Independence Day on uh, July second, but we'll get to that. Wow, ah, very yeah, good. A yeah, yeah. I and mean, again,
0: yeah, my uh, memories, my fondest memories of Independence Day are th- th- just the fact of seeing. <laughs> the movie, That's and you know, wrong, we'll yeah. get we'll get we'll get into it. But I mean, I, the anticipation was huge for that, and I remember being really excited, like inordinately excited for that. I felt like oh, it was like the next Star Wars. Yeah,
2: time. the build up, it was the ad campaign for it. That was yeah. that summer was those commercials. Were they they did a fantastic yeah. job, and I remember some of the ad campaigns. It was like you know, don't make plans for August. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we've always it was uh, it was like you know, for years we've wondered, are we the only ones? You know, in the universe, you yeah. know, we're about to find out. Like they really they did a great job at building up that movie for
3: us. It so, was very good. No, there was yeah. a it was a
2: palpable sense of excitement for yeah. that. So. so that
0: was so that was very very exciting, and in general, that summer was so much fun. I loved working there, and it was the first of like. Four, I think, four seasons that I went back for over the years. And oh wow! It's a I place didn't realize you'd been there that heart. many times. Yeah, yeah I did '96. Then I went back '97 and '98 mm. in rapid succession. I did three in a row, and then I went back. I didn't go back again until 2001, and I that's when I did Hamlet. It was 2001? I played Hamlet there, and then haven't hmm. been back since. Although before the pandemic, I was actually you know the first thing I did there was Romeo and Juliet, and I was actually talking to them about. Possibly going back to direct oh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, wow. Um, that, but then it didn't happen. But, Who did you um, play in
5: 1776?
0: Rutledge. It was great. Oh, it, yeah. Edward Rutledge, the South Carolina. Yes. Uh, big number. Uh, big, first yeah, act molass. Number. molass uh, I think it was actually in the second act, Molasses to Rum. To, to Rum. Oh, is it the second it, act, though? It, okay. It's in the second act. It's this big, blistering song about the, the <laughs> slave trade and, and <laughs> the hypocrisy of the North. And it's fucking mm-hmm. amazing. And it was. I remember being so scared about that when they cast me because I didn't have to sing for the audition or I did sing for the, audition. they make you sing, but I was like, yeah. I'll be in the chorus somewhere or something. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I didn't think I, they would ask me to do a number like that. And I hadn't sung anything like that maybe ever, but I mean, I used to do musicals more before college and then in Hofstra mm-hmm. didn't really do any. So I was, was no nervous. Shame, I didn't do any song. And it was, I was very, I remember being very, very proud of it. It was very hard, but it was mm. very, but I did it, and I real I wrestled that fucking thing, and it was great. But I will tell you, my memories of it are, you know, you know, it was, it's something that was twenty five, literally twenty five years ago, right? Where ninety six yeah. was twenty five mm-hmm. years ago. Wow, you don't think about how upsetting that. I mean, people would leave during it. People would get up and leave during it, even, oh in, Texas, oh even, even wow. in Texas. Oh my god! And there was actually there was an I, I, Fred. You'll remember it, Texas Shakespeare Festival. It's affiliated with a college, Kilgore College, and yep. one of the mm-hmm. Home one of the, the nice things, right, the rangerettes. Uh, mm. And one of the nice things about it is, and it was a non-equity, you know, uh, gig, non-union gig, and they would provide at least the first couple of years. I was there, like, they would provide every meal for you. They had like kind of a cafeteria, the college cafeteria, yeah, and wow. you it was great. would eat all your meals for free there. And uh, wow. and there were, you know, the staff there was so nice. The staff at the college was nice. But I had formed a really sweet bond with one of the basically one of the women who worked in the cafeteria, this older woman. Her name is Ruby. And she was, you know, in, in southern fashion, it was Miss Ruby. You call her Miss Ruby. She's like and she was an older African-American woman. She was so sweet. I loved her. We would talk every day. So I had such a warm relationship. And, uh, you know, and she came to see all the shows and she came to see 1776. And. uh It was hard for her. And I remember seeing her after she had seen it. And it was a really interesting, it was like this kind of tense moment. And there was so much pain in her eyes, but not because she wasn't upset with me. It was just upsetting. It had been very triggering. And I remember talking to her about getting lunch from her or whatever and talking to her. And and this moment I could see like the tears in her eyes, but also... But also she was smiling and she was like, you know, it was, it was beautiful. You were great. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sure that was hard. And I'm I'm sorry, you know, if it was difficult to watch. And she was like, wow, "Thank, thank you. Thank you. And I, I had to like, say no, the same wonderful. thing to
2: people who came to see me the year before Texas Shakespeare, but just because they would walk out just because <laughs> right. they were so disgusted
5: with tears would, in their yeah, eyes. Yeah, you would start yeah. talking and they'd yeah. be like, I was we're like, but I was just
2: I was just doing I was just playing puck in Midsummer Night's Dream and they'd be like, Well, you have to go and apologize and then I'd go I'm sorry I had to you had to sit through that. That must have been really tough for I'm you. Sorry, I had and to sit And they would through cry that. and yeah. So I I know I empathize with what you went through. I'm sure you (laughs) do. I'm sure
0: you do. You've been offending people indirectly.
5: I'm I'm having (laughs) a hard time not leaving right now being offended (laughs) by (laughs) a friend just sitting here.
0: Anyway, I didn't mean to bring it down with that story. It was actually a beautiful, it's a beautiful memory. It's a sweet memory. Yeah, Um, yeah. That's that's why we had to go to the
2: bi-monthly format, just because Dan was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore
3: with Fred. It's too emotionally taxing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. that's right. Anyway,
0: yeah. Uh, Texas Shakespeare Festival, Independence Day. That's where I was. And uh, you guys?
2: I believe at this point I was... Uh, a sprightly 23, and I was living in the city on the Upper East Side with uh, our friend Mike Palofsky. I've spoken about that before, living on East 87th Street. Nice. And I think at this time, like it, well, like I said earlier, I, I remember very vividly going to see in- Independence Day, but they released it early on July 2nd.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I remember we were very excited because that's, you know, the movie starts, the first title card is, july 2nd so we're like oh this is it and we saw the midnight show of it but and i believe at this time i was doing grandma sylvia's funeral which i've spoken about before which was the the interactive uh jewish tony and tina's show i think at this point i was still doing uh the pickup artist grandson role, which was fun. Cause I would just go, that was my job was basically just to go around and pick up women in the audience or try to. Mm-hmm. And, and I think
0: also the nineties, man.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> am I right? <laughs> am
2: I right? <laughs> and I also, I believe I was also just finishing up this movie that I did this director is a pretty big director. Now, Sean Baker, who did the movie, the Florida project, Oh yes. which, is a, which is a pretty yeah. big hit. And he's done, Wonderful he's done movie. several movies. did a movie called, uh, I think it's called Tangerine, Yes, uh, which was filmed all on iPhones. Yeah, yes. really, This was his Very first cool. movie. Cool. And yeah. And it's called, it's called four letter words. At the time it went through so many different changes. It was called, at one point it was called climax. At one point it was called cock diesel. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the names. But we filmed it, and I remember they were filming it on thirty-five millimeter, which was super, super cool. Oh my god! And I don't know how they were able to get the stock, but I remember earlier when I was cast, I was doing like one of the many shitty Shakespearean productions that I did. It might have been like Henry the Fifth or King John or something, but I had a beard, and so when I went in for the audition, I had the beard, mm-hmm. and. They liked it. They wanted me to keep it for the movie. And I begged them. I was like, no, I don't want to. I hate this thing. <laughs> and they wanted me to keep it because it was ba- the whole movie. It was just about a bunch of guys. I think it's like the the winter break after their first year of college. And it's like guys getting together for a party at my character's house.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. He liked, it was sort of all these guys who sort of had strange, awkward looks. And as if I'm not strange and awkward looking enough, they wanted, they thought the beard mm. would complement that. And, mm, and I hated right. it. And, but so I think around this time, and I remember I, I asked them, I said, all right, if I'm going to keep the beard, then I want to make a mention of it in every scene. Like <laughs> the fact that this guy, he went away to college And he decided to do something different by growing a beard. And so everyone's always going to mention it. I'm like, I want it to be sort of a thing. And so around this time, we'd either, I think we'd probably finished, but we had to do some reshoots. And I remember as soon as the movie was done, I shaved the beard. Cause I'd also started doing grandma Sylvia's funeral and they were like, yeah, the beard doesn't really work. Uh, you know, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't want to upset the powers that be at grandma Sylvia's funeral. Oh, so. they'll,
5: they'll ruin your career. They'll ruin they your really career. Will. You'll never work in this no. town again.
2: Yeah, no, they were great. I loved, I, I loved uh, the guy who, who created that Glenn. He was very, very good to me. But, um, <laughs> so the movie ended and I shaved the beard and then they were like, Hey, we need to do some reshoots. And, uh, I was like, great. I'm like, I don't have the beard. And I, I, I'm, I don't want to grow it back, but I can't grow it back. I just, I don't have time. So I remember we filmed it and they had to give, they gave me a fake beard and yeah. And they just shot from really far back. And the scene was at night anyway. And, uh, we did it and, you know, it's in the movie and you can't even tell. Yeah. Sort of amazing how they splice it in there.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, wow. That was a. That was a thrilling story.
0: <laughs> of course it is.
2: Guys, we should do a we should do a podcast where we, we just
0: should talk about stories. Don't worry. I've got all sorts got- of sound effects and, oh. and qu- quotes from <laughs>
5: predators <laughs> that we can use. I ah. We're waiting I'm sorry That story was like no, Watching Fred's beard grow It was like <laughs> watching it. No, no It was like sitting And watching he's Every just, individual hair
0: He's just Coming come out for of the, his face He's finding a, mem- a Specific memory Of the time What do you have? You didn't even know What year it was I, the Full full disclosure As usual Dan didn't know What year it was When we started Recording
5: Oh buddy Son of a bitch! I'm sorry. Did you ask me a question? I'm terribly sorry. It's you... time
1: to go to school. Oh God! Okay,
5: <laughs> Wait, wake okay. Up. let me put on. Let me put on pants. What were you <laughs> doing, summer of '96?
0: You were in between semesters of, in Florida, right?
5: Right, that's right. Yes, that's
0: right. I'm sorry, Fred. I told I told him yeah, who he was around. and where he was.
2: No, no, no. Because I because shortly after this, later in the month, that's when we went to Great Adventure. We went to Googies. We hung out in the city. Oh, God. Uh, yes, because I, I, I have pictures yes. of us all very very drunk at Googies downtown. Mm. Yes,
5: and you were in your vest, as was your one. Uh, of course. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, I remember coming into the city to see you in grandma Sylvia's funeral. I remember my buddy, Corey, who listens to the podcast, my friend Corey Blevins, um, star of stage and screen out in LA. He, yeah. uh, he, uh, came to visit me in Jersey and other friends came in as well. And we came in to see you in grandma Sylvia's. We came and saw the original cast of rent. Um, wow, we right? came into the city and saw, and saw that we got standing room tickets cause it was like the hottest show in town. But yes, um. For those who don't know, Great Adventure is uh, Six Flags Park in the middle of uh, uh, Jackson, <laughs> New Jersey. And that is uh, that we we would go there. Uh, this couldn't have been the first time that we ever went there. We had to have gone no, there. No, um, we had gone before. I remember before. going in 93 with you right? guys. And yeah, we went Park a couple well.
2: times. This time, this summer, it was, and I think we've spoken about this before. It was because I was just looking at pictures. It was me, you, Pete, Andy Wells. Jonas
5: and Jonas's girlfriend at the time. Ah, okay. Yeah, that and, was this particular trip. They had a drive-through safari. They they <laughs> don't. They clearly don't still fucking have that there, do they? I don't know. I don't know. But
2: I remember, the, remember the baboons, they would just jump, oh, they yeah. would attack your car. Yeah,
5: they would jump on your car looking for food because people would feed them and they were taught, oh, when a car comes, we're going to get food. So they would jump on everyone's car. And there were all these signs that were like, you, you drive through this fucking thing at your own risk. <laughs> Ah! Now, when I was a kid, if you had a vinyl top, you know, they still had vinyl top
1: cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That that was dangerous.
5: Yeah, Yeah. because the baboons would come and fucking destroy that. They would tear (laughs) that (laughs) off of your car. And and then people would get mad and, like, get mad at everybody. And they're like, hey, we told you. We told you. Come through at your own risk. But the other thing that would happen is the giraffes would come to every animal in this thing that wasn't behind us? something would come down because they thought they were going to get fed. And that was kind of the fun of going through the safari because no one was policing that. And it was also the most terrifying thing because the giraffe's head, if you've you've ever seen a giraffe, like up close and personal, you would see it at a great adventure because they would come right. It was like Jurassic Park. They would come right into (laughs) your fucking, uh, your, your car and their tongues would be like, (laughs) yeah, Because yes. they wanted whatever you had in the car, and enough people would fucking feed them that they were like, We're gonna get food now. So I think, I feel like we did go through the safari and probably, you know, screaming and yelling and, and, you I'm know, sure going we crazy. Did, did the, I tell the, you about uh, the time
2: that I grew a beard? It was a phenomenon.
5: <laughs> you were growing it at the time. And I, I remember most of the day at Great Adventure was was spent was sitting in the segue. car watching you grow your beard. Um, because, <laughs> well, I didn't, I'm sorry. I, I, did I ruin it? I'm sorry.
0: No, <laughs> been, he was trying to make the. Uh, he, was, <laughs> he said it beard
5: was a phenomenon. I was going
0: to say oh. that Kira Sed- Sedgwick acts as a great beard for John Travolta oh. in oh. Phenomenon. Oh. But there's so wow. many ways you can do it, really. <laughs> oh, John Travolta. This is when everybody would hire John Travolta to do everything. It was like yeah. pulp fiction. And then it was like, you want to uh, play the Queen of England? Do you want to play whatever you want to play? you want to play any and all parts in the mid to late 1990s? And he did. <laughs> that fucking song was in my head. Whole, I was like, I don't remember anything about fucking Phenomena. I saw it. I don't remember anything about phenomenon except that fucking song. If I think of the word phenomenon or that picture of John Travolta holding his hand up like, a, you know, like he's going to like he's Moses about to part the Red <laughs> Sea. I think. If I could change the world <laughs> It's it's such a fucking earworm. Anyway, phenomenon.
3: Did anybody see that? Is
4: that light? There was a noise? Did you, did you hear it?
0: The man's inebriated.
4: I'm not drunk. Can't sleep.
3: Can you?
4: What's happening to you, George? Now lately, things have been so clear to me. Just to understand quicker, I just can't stop feeding myself. I read two, three, three books a day. Ever since. The sighting. <laughs> Roger, it was a damn light.
1: Imagine doing what others only dream of.
4: coisa George
3: Malley, you learned the Portuguese language in 20 minutes?
1: Not all
0: of it. On my birthday, I, George Malley, played by me, John Travolta, see a flash of light and proceed to exhibit extraordinary mental abilities. I become a genius, even showing an ability to move objects with my mind. I want to help people, but the government wants to take me in for observation. <laughs> Why am I doing it like this? Then Robert Duval tells me I got like a massive brain tumor. <laughs> with all this knowledge, I break out of the hospital and I decide to spend all my time with Kira Sedgwick. Now I'm only one degree of separation from Kevin Bacon. And that degree is my penis. Oh, no. <laughs> Phenomenon made like 16.2. I forget. It. Phenomenon made $16.2 million over its opening weekend. But then like people here in America spent like $104.6 million watching it. And then the rest of the world threw another $50 million at it. Oh. So thank you. <laughs> Fred and Dan, what did you guys think of Phenomenon? Well, I don't know what this movie was about. I was confused. Uh, yeah. I, Halfway I, through, I was, it's like, oh, what'd you think it was? No, no, it's a medical yeah, drama.
2: But you're absolutely right, Jason. Travolta was everywhere at this point. And, you know, with, I don't I love think him, for bad he's... reason. I think he's great, but it was nuts because it was like, you know, yeah, Pulp Fiction and was
0: get shorty. And he get shorty. He's yeah. fantastic.
2: But then it was like Michael, phenomenon. Uh there was that broken arrow movie that he yeah. did with Christian Slater, which came out. Yeah. Yikes. You know, and look, he's really good. You know, and that, that and this was like sort of all building up to face off. You don't think he's good, <laughs> Dan? You're shaking his head there? You're shaking your head. Oh, boy. Not in wow. this, in this? Yeah,
0: I'm no, not, I don't think this is. I, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, well, this is John Travolta's is great in this. At least it'll be. Mm-hmm. And that's I You know, my memory is like it was a big hit. You saw it before uh, this. I, I saw it in the theater, but I couldn't remember anything about it. Wow. I just so you've week, seen like, this now multiple, multiple times. times. I saw it in 96 in a theater, not when I was in Texas. I saw it later on at New Hampshire Shakespeare Festival. I did that in August and and uh, somewhere in small town, New Hampshire. I saw this movie and that's the last time I saw it, it was 25 years
5: ago. Either time, which was more uh, rank these in order, which was more boring. Seeing phenomenon the first time, seeing it the second time, watching, li- listening to Fred's beard story, or watching Fred's beard actually grow, which was most boring.
0: <laughs> most boring was f- probably first time watching phenomenon.
3: <laughs> so it was less I boring I had no, this time. I
0: well, I, I because now I had to think of it. So that we could talk about it. So I actually had to engage with the movie more. No, you don't. You know what I mean? No, no, but I mean, I had to like have an opinion on it there. I didn't. I was eating popcorn and I was like, oh, wow. Wow. That took a turn. Okay.
5: Here's the opinion. Dead yet? You, 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 uh, you, the company, whatever company (laughs) makes, whatever company makes Ambien. No longer needs to be in business because you have this movie. This movie exists to help people go to sleep. I mean, I, I, I I'm long. not going to
2: disagree with you. I did. Fall, I mean, although I've been falling asleep a lot lately, but I, I did. I had to. I fell asleep and then I yes. had to start again the next night. Yeah, I,
5: I start. I I tried to watch this thing seven times because I fell asleep every time. <laughs> well, but it's also it's a very.
2: And uh, this is there's something soothing about it. I I actually liked Travolta in it. I I found him very easy. Uh, It was, you know, I I, I mean, I think they were trying to do a very Capra thing. I mean, even with his name, you know, George Bailey, George Malley was his name. Right Right off the bat, I was like, oh, are they? Is 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 that you know intentional? Fuck
0: off! Fuck off! (laughs) I think a different actor could have carried it a little. A little further for me yeah. in terms of was being Patrick effective. Was Swayze still in alive? This...
5: Was Swayze still alive? Yes, of course he was. Get him I in think. there. Get <laughs> was Billy Bob Thornton a person yet? Get him in there.
0: <laughs> the same year as Sling Blade, actually. Okay, so he's just in there. becoming a person. <laughs> wow! Thank God. Um, no, what were you saying? And Duvall Fred? was saying? in both of those. Actually. Oh my God, Duval is <gasps> the best thing about it, which is not surprising. But Duvall is great, and it's so yeah.
2: upsetting to me he's because so I mean he is. Robert Duvall is a goddamn titan, titan of the acting world. And I feel like he's wasted yes. in so much. It's, yes. it's, it's really strange. I, it, it's, I was thinking about that watching him in and I'm like, wow, he, and probably by his own design, cause he seems like he's the type of guy that just sort of does whatever the fuck he wants to do. And, you know, sort of blazes his own path for himself. But it always surprised me that he, he never really took on some of those Flashier yeah. roles, or went the way as like you know some of the other actors of his time. You know, like James Khan at the time, and Pacino, and De Niro, and all those guys. All guys, those guys Nicholson, uh, all of them. Yeah, but God, I mean, he's and, and, the and that's Apostle not to say
0: is the only one where he you know was front and center in that kind yeah. of a part. You know, um,
2: yeah. I mean, because my he's he's incredible,
0: and he's he's, he's, just,
2: he's, in he's in a this. lot of fun in this
1: why do you have to tear him down what are you so afraid of what have you got to lose he wasn't selling anything he didn't want anything from anybody he wanted nothing from nobody nothing nothing and you people have to tear
5: him down so you can sleep better tonight so you can prove that the world is flat and sleep better tonight am i right this
2: guy's just a he's a simple man he's a simple guy who suddenly has all this brain power and he doesn't know what to do with it and he he's got a line where it's like how come this didn't go to someone who's smart who knows what to do i don't know what to do with that and i was like oh oh that's i like that idea but i wish i got more of that from the beginning of the movie
0: that you know what i'm saying like he was yeah they they very lightly drop in like well i know how to fix cars and i know about my garden and that's about it i guess yeah. you know i mean he's not like it, it, i mean it is basically it's flowers for algernon right and yeah, exactly. so you're like yeah you're like, this is what it, it almost felt like i was it's offended that things. it didn't have to say adapted by you know what i mean that it wasn't like considered an adaptation of that because it seemed like such a you know, like an idea that is so clearly that other story that, that how do you not uh note that somehow, right, or acknowledge that? It's three things. It
5: is Zapped, a movie called Zapped, which we've reverted, reviewed on this podcast, mixed with another movie we've reviewed on this podcast, One True Thing, yeah. mixed with the Crayon in the Brain episode from The Simpsons, where Homer has the... Crayon removed from his brain is suddenly a genius.
3: We could remove the crayon for you. It could vastly increase your brain power. Or it
5: could possibly kill you. Hmm.
1: Increase my killing power, eh?
5: Let's do it. And then elects to have it put back in so that he'll be dumb again. Sweetheart, a missing crayon could be anywhere. Who wants lottery tickets? Okay, it's in his brain. It's all it's (laughs) somebody watched those three things and said, let's make a movie of that
2: and throw an Eric Clapton song at the end. Uh,
5: Throw in every song from the 90s.
0: I was like, the soundtrack is the most 90s thing I've ever heard. And I've heard O.J. Simpson killing Monica Lewinsky while singing Mbop. So I've heard (laughs) very 90s things in my life. Listen to me carefully. But this movie was the most 90s thing I've ever experienced, I think. Sorry.
3: <laughs> I had to
0: wrap
2: my brain
5: around that.
2: I don't know if Dan is more confused by that statement or by the movie Phenomenon. It's
5: not that, confused, no, that though. statement was more entertaining and exciting than the movie Phenomenon. Because as I'm thinking about it, I'm falling asleep. I'm wishing Fred's beard would grow faster so that there's something exciting to talk about. This movie, I swear to God. What are his? Okay. Let's review what his powers are, because they make no goddamn sense. Number one, he, can, he can't sleep. That's part of his powers. He's unable power. to sleep. Number two, he has, the, he has telekinesis, but only mildly, right? It's not zapped level. It's not zapped level. Yeah, there are no, no boobies. Okay, he's not and there yet. And it's not, uh, it's not, it's certainly not X Men level. It's not uh, Jean Grey level. You no, know, he does move
0: stuff. those. Uh, he does find the kid, but I, which I, I kind of hated that whole sequence finding the kid. Um, okay, so that's his right, third before.
5: power. Is he's connected to the energy of yeah. things and or people as long as it's an earthquake or a sick child. <laughs> this movie makes no fucking sense. It really
2: doesn't. I was very confused the whole time. That's why I'm like, I don't know what it was about. I don't know what the movie is about. Is it about like reaching your potential? Uh, I think maybe that's what they
0: were. Uh, yeah, I guess trying. That's, you're right. That's to make it about,
2: but but, but I don't know.
5: It's illogical. Here's the other thing the movie's doing. The 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 the, the movie's going. The entire time, okay, get ready for this thing to happen. We're going to go exactly the direction that you think this is going to go. These two fucking idiots. He's the smartest person on earth all of a sudden. They send a Morse code message to the Air Force? You don't think that's going to have ramifications, you dumb dickheads? Fucking, <laughs> fucking Forrest Whitaker and uh, John Travolta. You're now the smartest person on earth. You're going to be like, you listen, this will be funny to, se- to send a code. <laughs> they know it's a code. He knows it's a code, A, eh, and he knows that it's the Air Force sending it. Let's send him a code message back. Go fuck yourselves, you goddamn idiots! You deserve nothing. You deserve no powers. <laughs> the the you movie deserve goes this fucking everywhere. Thing. So it it really all does. of a sudden,
0: it's like it's all of a sudden he's like in jail or, or like being tested, and the government. I was like, when did this happen? I was like, I didn't, I didn't fall asleep. I I wish I did. I did not fall asleep, and I'm like, how did we get here? How did we get here so quickly? And then. And then he's in the hospital and then he's got the tumor and then he's breaking out of the hospital and now he's going to die on a farm. And I just was like, it was like, how many different movies can we splice together? And Kira Sedgwick is shaving him. That was the most ridiculous. Okay, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about that. I don't want to get involved with you, but let me touch your lips and rub my face against your face. And then when I stimulate your sexual organ, let me let me (laughs) stand back like. This was just a haircut, buddy. Yeah. That's she the stupidest thing I've ever seen. With,
5: she, she couldn't end it with shaving a haircut two bits. She literally gives him a <laughs> shave and a haircut. And didn't touch his two bits. Didn't touch his Run two bits.
0: No. No. He'd, like, he'd be like, the two bits are waiting right here.
2: Come on, Kira. You can't just save that for the bacon. Come on. She's very good, Kira Cedric, but Kira Cedric is, is she was very good, but I found there was no, no. chemistry. No. Uh well, yeah, that's because, was-
5: because think of what she's been given to do in the scene. 946 interminable scenes where she's going, I don't want to get involved with you. I don't there's two ways to do this movie. You give the guy a family that has to reckon with this, a wife and kids mm-hmm. that has to reckon with this, or you do it this way, where he's John goddamn Travolta, the only viable Bachelor in the town and make him in love with the only viable bachelorette in the town, Kira Sedgwick, and say, here's the reasons these two can't get together. That's fucking inherently weak because you have to delay their getting together so late into the movie, into <laughs> yeah. that shaving scene, basically, that all they are given to do prior to that is have these almost sort of sort of miss missed opportunity scenes of which there is 746 of them it is interminable
0: it, it, you're absolutely right it's like I, I, I was like what what's what don't you like about this guy he's the nicest guy in town and he looks like he's john travolta john what's your problem <laughs> what, 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 what exactly john is your problem
5: travolta, what is your problem <laughs>
2: Yeah, I didn't get that either. And they sort of throw in the 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 idea that you know she she says to her kids, you know, when your dad left. Yeah. So yeah, obviously she's right. she's been, she's been hurt traumatized before.
5: by by right. She's been super hurt before, which she plays beautifully. It's that's a hard fucking yeah. thing to play. You know, yeah, she's great, but it makes it feel the movie makes it
0: feel like there's something specifically about him that she's. Uh, against and I Correct. but I don't see anything there you know I mean I get it it's like she won't date anybody everybody's tried or you know and she's been asked out and that she's just very much but there isn't that feeling there's this feeling that it's like he likes her and she's not interested in him specifically and I, I don't know I guess you've got the thing where it's like well because there's real potential there I can't let myself uh, you know whatever I don't know it was it was annoying and there were too many scenes on the same note
3: you're right yeah <laughs> Ma-na-ma-na. Ma-na-ma-na.
2: Here's the thing that really confused me the most, I think. The chairs? No, that's not true, because everything confused me.
5: No, the chairs I thought was nice. You know, street. she
2: made the chairs, and that's he wanted her wants whole it. income?
5: Her entire income is, <laughs> is making fucking chairs? <laughs> She's got a buys. big house and a that farm and two kids. Yeah. She has a big house and a farm and two kids. Her whole income is he purchases her chair are they 600? No, she gives each?
2: haircuts and shaves as well.
5: <laughs> she's a personal
2: hairstylist and and beard groomer. She goes to people's homes. They just, just cut that.
0: She goes to people's homes. She does that. She like wipes their mouths with her fingers yeah. and then when they say oh, you, would you be interested in she's like please please. It? please and she goes from, she goes from house to house and town to town being like I'm just not ready. For a relationship, <laughs> but let me feel your face with my face <laughs>
5: with shaves and haircuts for all, yeah, yeah. Is it shaves close? Is it, a, is it a close all. shave? Yes, Whoa. it's a close shave. Let's touch <gasps> cheeks with each other. <laughs> they should
0: that's what they should have called this movie a close shave or <laughs> shaving a haircut for all, or two
3: bits, or phenomena, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> phenomena. <laughs> Phenomena.
5: Is your understanding? He get he gets taken by the military. We see that coming twenty minutes in when they send a coded message to the military, like yes. fucking fools. We see that coming. Of course, that comes to fruition. Everything that they tell you is coming. They send you fucking semaphore signals. This is coming. Get ready for this. We're not going to go any other way than the way you expect it to go, because we're telegraphing everything that's going to happen other Mm. than the tumor. It's not a tumor that they don't telegraph. Right. But when the military comes and takes him away, how does he get? What is your understanding of why? He is back home again at Kira Sedgwick's window, a la Romeo and Juliet, from the military facility where he has been held captive because he is now dangerously unpredictable. Which is, uh, you know, the military's like, we can't, we can't have you out there in the world because you can lose yeah, shit that was your a brain. weird transition. What is your understanding of why he is why he is now free to be back in the in the in Bedford Falls or wherever?
0: They said something, but it's so quick again, like everything else, like you're right. There's there's a clear reason for why he ends up with the military, but it's so disjointed. It happens so quickly. Things escalate and de-escalate so quickly in this movie that it doesn't make sense. But there is I can't remember what it was. There was something mentioned about why they had to release him. And it was ridiculous. It was like all of a sudden the movie's going this way, and then you're like a basically a, a military prisoner. Doesn't he say
2: because he's going, go- I'm, I'm going to go to the press. He's like, I'm going to go to the press. Was that
3: it? Was that? I it? I think that, he that had was it because he's he talking sort of to uh,
2: he's talking to what's his name, Dale from The Walking Dead, who was testing him, and he's like, if you keep me here, I'll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the press. So maybe they're like, yeah, he okay. says, I,
5: he says, I'll call, I'll, he basically says, I'll, I'll tell the world that you're doing this to me. Uh, he says something like, I'll call London or something. Right, yes.
0: right, 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 right. Oh, oh right, oh, no, that's, that's what it, it was. That, it.
2: No, yes, Dan, this was the moment where I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? What are his powers? He goes, it's, that's exactly what it is does. He goes, I'll call London or I'll call, and he mentions the capital of another country, and he's yeah, like, he says, I'll call Riyadh, Riyadh. That's it, and he's like, see. See, you didn't. Now I know capitals. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's your fucking superpower? You, you can read an atlas? Knowing uh, state you know, the cap- you know?
5: capitals and country capitals. And then the next thing we see is him at Kier Cedric's window. Yeah. Here's how you prevent that military industrial complex. Don't give him a phone. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> dumb dildos. He can't call Riyadh because you have him captive in a military institution. What the fuck? So he, so they release him from there. They're like, well, I guess you're right. We don't want you calling Riyadh. Then he has to later (laughs) sneak out of a hospital. He has to disguise himself to sneak out of a hospital. But all he has to do to get out of the military industrial complex is say, I'll call Riyadh in London. Well, I guess so. This movie sucks my balls. (laughs) (laughs) How many Sheilas, Dan?
0: (laughs) How many Sheilas? (laughs) Are you frozen or are you just no you're not you're blinking you're just- <laughs> It's like the end of police squad It's like yeah.
2: <laughs> I think a bright white light has hit
5: Dan in the head and he's, this is he's just frozen in place. Except I got dumber from watching this <laughs> movie <laughs> This movie made me dumber Every time I paused this thing, I was like, "Okay, there's got to be only 15 minutes left." There was an oh, hour I, and 15 I minutes left.
0: I, I you're every absolutely time right. I paused, I was like it. this movie is painfully long.
5: Oh my god! And yeah. it can be summed up in three words: guy gets powers. That is the pitch. That's the pitch for this movie. Yeah, guy gets powers. Look,
2: there, there's so many possibilities. It could have gone in so many different ways, and it just...
5: I don't know what to give this thing.
2: Um, well, <laughs> I don't know either. I'm, I'm thinking. Was it a four? Because I sort of thought Travolta was likable, and I liked everyone. I, I lo- they, they all seem like nice people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I don't even know now. I I don't even know if I can give it a four because I wouldn't. I really, I really wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I I I'll give it a. I mean, it it looked better than Disorderlies. It had, as, as as you said before, Jason, it. It, it used good film stock. It,
3: <laughs> the lighting
2: was good. Uh, they were all likable. I, I wonder, I get the feeling, and I'd say, I want to say I'd be curious, but I'm really not curious at all, and I hope to never really think about this movie again after this. But I am curious, like, if a lot of shit was cut from the script because it, just so much of it doesn't make sense,
0: then the script was 8,000 pages long because yeah. what we still got was a two and a half hour movie where what it's still cut? disjointed from, like you said, you're absolutely right. It does feel like, like I don't know. We get, we're getting to this too quickly. We're getting of it. It's just sprawling. And uh, yeah.
2: Okay. I, I just sort of went down. Maybe I went down to a
5: two. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, maybe where, a three. Yeah, I'll do that's a three. Where I'm, at. I'm at a 2.53. I'll go wow. 3 I don't think I've given anything a three. Like a solid really? three. I've given Even things twos. So I've given things fours. <laughs> this is worse than its pat, no question. It's pat. No, I, it's know, I found
2: this. its pat a little bit more enjoyable because it's pat like I'm an saying.
5: oddity. That's what I'm saying. This oh, is yeah, worse oh, yes, than yes, its yeah, yeah, pat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go three because I think I gave its it, pat four.
2: It was just bland. It was just it was bland and it's it was- very
0: bland. It's very bland. I, I, you know, it's so funny because I was like. And it's true. It's not a recommendation. So it can't be It really shouldn't be higher than a five. And I was Don't thinking five time. No, but now but maybe I'll pull, I'm going to go four. and I wasn't going to go so low. But but we're talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, there's really nothing. A- again, if you had and John Travolta is a great star, powerful star, very charming, f- excellent actor, depending on, you know, I mean, I, I think he was the wrong guy For This This was just so indicative of of like of like it was the mid 90s and just every other script was going to him and he was making a lot of them and some of them were good fits and some of them were not. But it just didn't matter because it was like renaissance of the great 70s star. There's a lot of people, not that they would have pulled it across the finish line and made it a good movie, but where it wouldn't have. It was ill fitting. He was not fitting it well for me. From the top as much as i like him and find him likable it was an uncomfortable fit the whole way through and and if anything's gonna pull the mm-hmm. thing up enough where you say like well you got to see this guy give this performance you, you got to have the right person at the center and so yeah it felt like a, a mismatch The best thing about it is robert duvall easily best thing about it is robert duvall and i can have a great actor like robert duvall in one of these trite kind this is very Simon Birchy to me it's like all of these like mid 90s late (sighs) 90s sun dappled you know yeah you know is it magic or is it sickness or is it Maybelline or whatever and I I, I, I uh, you know, but it, it doesn't. You know, I think I liked it better back when I first saw it. I think I would have said, "Oh, it's like a six or a seven this movie," but you no, know, I'm gonna go four.
5: I'll go four. Yeah, that sounds about right. I told my wife I was watching this. She was like, "Oh, that's the one where he's an angel, right?" And I was like, "That's well, Michael, I, I was gonna say, but it, Michael, but it I like Michael. But may as well fucking be." It, I've never seen that movie either, but I'm sure it's it the exact in the same year. Same goddamn thing. Like
0: four months later, Michael comes out. And it's again, it's like, but then he's actually supposed to be, that's actually, it's it's a terrible movie from what I remember. Oh. But he is like an actual angel, but he's also, but he's super flawed and like smokes and drinks and he's got a pot belly and he's like gone to seed. It's like, you know, it's like Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life Gone Wrong. Every Everything was like a meditation on It's a Wonderful Life for him in 1996.
3: I
1: Reality is the situation. Ah,
5: the French.
1: You won the contest. Challenge service, attack!
3: If I could change <laughs> the world. <laughs> the world. If I could change the world,
2: I would have had uh, John Travolta, his powers get so mighty that he was able to fly up and just fucking shoot down in the military-industrial complex and blow it up to smithereens, <sighs> and then Will Smith would fly up and Punch, punch him in the face (laughs) and say, welcome to Earth, Michael
0: Phenomenon. (laughs) Michael, Michael Phenomenon. I wish. I wish his name was Michael Phenomenon. Michael
3: Phenomenon. Michael. (laughs) Phenomenon. Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Phenomenon. Michael. (laughs) Phenomenon. Dwight, you ignorant slut.
0: (laughs) Michael Phenomenon. I bet there are people who think that's it's one movie. They're like, "Uh, should we rent Michael Phenomenon? These are two (laughs) different (laughs) terrible movies. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Oh. 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 But let's declare our independence from that, shall we? Oh, Oh, God, Freedom. Sweet Mm. freedom. Ah. Hey, guys. (laughs) It's Independence Day.
1: Oh, thank God. The 4th of July will be known as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. Hold on, everybody. Hold on. We're going to survive. Oh, Who are you shooting at? Come on. Come on. Today, we celebrate... Our
5: independence day! Something you want to add to this briefing, Captain Hiller? No, sir. Just a little anxious to get up there and whoop ET's ass. That's all.
0: If Ed Wood had a budget. There isn't really anything more to say about Independence Day, a gigantic soap opera best remembered for giving Al Qaeda all of their most iconic ideas. Independence Day or ID4 for short, I guess, starred all the people I mentioned at the top of the show, as well as action hero and blockbuster sex symbol Judd Hirsch. (laughs) (laughs) independence day made 50.2 million dollars over its opening weekend 300 (laughs) oh god uh it made $50.2 million over its opening weekend, $306.2 million domestically, and $817.4 million at the worldwide box office. Fred and Dan, what did you guys think of Independence Day? Oh my
5: god, <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> oh.
2: Dan, I got ID. you a job playing a young Judd Hirsch. So <gasps> That's you right. are like an international blockbuster sex symbol as well. Thank you.
5: Well, we've always we've always known that. Yes, I worked with Judd Hirsch. He was lovely. <laughs> he was a lovely human being. He, I got to be in a, a reading uh with him uh, that was a little odd, but he was lovely uh and very sexy. This movie <laughs> um was a lot of fun on the rewatch, I've seen it many times before, lots of things that I forgot. Uh, happened in this movie. It's star-studded. It's star-studded. Was yeah. Bill Pullman a person before this? Was he a thing that he, we knew about? A,
2: yes, but this was like his first... I remember it was a big thing that he was playing the, the sort of, you know, the, well, literally the commander-in-chief. Right. Because he was always... He was sort of like the supporting player. He was always He's, playing some more boring, bland
5: okay. characters. While you were
0: sleeping, that was the last big thing, right? Right before this.
5: Which I think I, he's. Oh, I thought you were. I thought, I thought you were it. giving your review a phenomenon when you said while you were. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the okay, well, the the I I liked I like Pullman. I like him very much. He's one of my my wife's favorites. Um, he's a very good actor. I saw him in Oleana on Broadway. I thought he was fucking great. But everything. This is Bill Pullman. This is every time Bill Pullman speaks in this, he's like. I'm saying something. (laughs) Yeah. It's important. (laughs) I'm going to turn away from the camera. I'm going to look back toward the camera and go. Make it happen. You know, he's kind of like doing a Clint Eastwood in this. And I was like, oh, he's not really making any other choices. But um, uh, I I, I love this is a great cast. Mary McDonald, Margaret Collin is fucking great. You know, Uh, why is Harvey Firestein in this? I can't even I don't even know why (laughs) he's in this. But he's very funny. He makes me laugh. He makes me laugh in it, you know? Um, And uh, it's like those old disaster
0: movies, I guess, or like Towering Inferno, where you've got everybody under the sun, right? Yes, yes.
5: One of the movies that was like, you'll also like on Amazon was Towering Inferno. So it's kind of one of those disaster movies. But what? What is your take on what's the point of doing that movie at that time in the mid 90s, in the Clinton era, you know, amidst everything? Because when you when you have these old movies like it came from outer space or invaders from Mars or or, or invasion of the body snatchers, it's always that this movie harkens back to all of those things. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, of course, War of the Worlds, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it harkens back to all those things, but it's always like the red scare. You know, the commies are coming. Watch out because they're going to take over your your mind and your brain and your and your your uh, they're, they're going to invade and, and 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 your way of life will be destroyed. This is uh, this was not made during an era of any of those yeah. sort of things being scary other than, I guess, the rise of terrorism. Right. But it wasn't happening yet. <laughs> That's this
0: inspired fucking 9-11, this movie and Godzilla. That's, Ron what, I'm sa- that's what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, it's like not his fault. A- I mean, it is his fault in a way, but it's like it's hard to watch this movie now because you're like, yeah, that's that's in poor taste, poor taste, poor taste. At the time, it was like exciting. Right. And in, and I remember being like, oh, I shouldn't you can't enjoy watching that's sick watching the Empire State Building blow up the White House blow up and but that's cheer. why
2: you went to see it.
0: I, that's the only reason to see it. And now yes. it's like and now it loses all of that for me. It's like mm. the one reason to see it Ugh. and enjoy it is now you're robbed of it because you're like not only is it like, oh, it reminds me of something upsetting and painful. But when you're when you you actually read reports saying like, well, yes, they they look to American movies, DVDs like ID Four and Godzilla to plan where they got their big ideas. It's very difficult to be like, this is just porn. It's disaster porn. And a lot of things trade in it. Man of Steel, a movie that I like a lot, actually, it didn't need to do that at the end of the movie. The last 40 minutes of that are just no. destroying buildings that must have human beings dying in them. And it's like, why? But that's What's post the,
2: the, 9-11. That's post though.
5: That's, this is yeah, You're right. I'll tell you're you right. why,
2: and I'll tell you why it was so, it was so effective. Because, and, and I didn't think about this, it's exactly what you said. Everything was okay. I mean, not not everything yeah, was okay. Right. But everything was okay. and that And we hadn't had, unless I'm wrong, we hadn't had a big sci-fi movie in a while. Nope. The disaster movie. Like, yes, we can talk about the thing. disaster movie genre left and right. We didn't grow up in that era. Yeah. We didn't those mm-hmm. weren't our movies. This yeah. started yeah. the new disaster movie era. You're this right. was the movie because I as we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, it was those commercials. That got everyone in the theater because I remember seeing them. It might have been like a Super Bowl commercial or yeah. even in the theaters. But those images of the fucking White House being blown up and. We, as Bill Cosby said I've never seen anything like it You know, we were all <laughs> <laughs> we
5: When were, did he say that? I've never heard him <laughs> say that before You're absolutely right, Fred It was
2: like, holy shit And you're exactly right, Jason It was disaster porn But this was at a time That I think that we were like, whoa And because everything in the world was Again, I don't mean to say that Everything in the world was fine Obviously it wasn't There's always no, something No, but you're right It was, was
0: peacetime And, yes. it, you know, America yeah, was so what's
5: it the It was a different point of it, right? You know, yeah, why, yeah. Do, why do it at that time?
3: All right you alien assholes in the words of my generation up yard!
2: what I think is great is it's like it's 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 sort of relentless you know right from the start it's this impending doom and I remember at the time, like I said, Mike and I saw it July 2nd. We saw the midnight showing. So it was the first time, mm. you know, we, we saw it on, on the Upper East Side on the East 87th Street Theater. And people were going fucking out of their minds. I remember afterwards, like just people in the streets talking <laughs> about it. You know, it was exciting. It was awesome yeah. because we were like, we're leading up to July 4th. This is July. You know, we, we were watching yeah. it in real time. Yeah. But it just starts. There's that great shot of the moon you know, of the footprints being blown away, and like shit is coming. It's coming. It's here, and it it was presented at the time. I remember Mike and I talking. Like it seemed very plausible. Like it, it, if it were to happen, this is how it would happen. It would be out of the blue, really fast. Wait, what's going on? It would just be very quick. You know, there would be there was no buildup. It just happened. You know, there was no you didn't wait half the movie for the aliens to arrive the The first ten minutes, you know, yeah. that's when all the shit goes down. And I think because there was no red scare or it wasn't a a comment on terrorism or post nine yeah. eleven stuff or whatever it was, I think maybe that's why it had that impact because Mm. we we weren't expecting it. And Mm. we we we, were in
5: stability. We were in a time of stability, generally. Maybe.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just positing on this, but, and it was also, again, we didn't, we didn't have movies like this. We hadn't seen this, uh, this changed things. You know, I don't think this is, you know, half as good as star Wars or any of the other big blockbuster Mm. movies But I feel like this was a turning point in the blockbuster movie genre where, you know, suddenly things changed and and we had that Roland, like Stargate was a, I guess a, Pretty popular movie, but I feel like it was more of like a cult movie.
0: Yeah, it was, you know? a it was modest. Ways, it was a modest hit.
2: I feel like this was suddenly like you know, just as Travolta was everywhere, suddenly this was like Devlin and Emmerich like became the big, almost like a style of movie in itself. Yeah, you know, like Michael just, Bay.
0: It's exactly the Michael, Michael Bay, Bay and thing. DeBond's but like and also guys, yeah. not they're not, they're they're capable and they're not. It's like they they there are there are moments, there are things about this that are so great. The whole sequence of Will Smith, who very interesting that he doesn't come into the movie at all until 25 minutes into the movie. But mm-hmm. right. very interesting. He's kind of the the greatest thing about this movie. It's such a brilliant it's star It's a star making role for sure. It's so good. And and almost everything he does, it works in it, whereas a lot of stuff in this doesn't. And I don't I don't know if it's him or his star power, his wattage or if he had a hand in it or whatever. But I mean, his his shit just really, really works. But that first sequence of him stumbling out to get the newspaper and then noticing the spaceship that I kind of wish that was the first scene of the movie in a way, because it's the it's so here's my favorite word. It's so potent. It's so potent that it mm-hmm. works really, really well. Yeah. And, it, and that's where these filmmakers are kind of firing on all cylinders in a way that doesn't feel cheap or cheesy or I don't think they're the most talented filmmakers by a long stretch. I mean, that's not saying anything. Most, you know, most of their movies after this have been. You know, it's just diminishing returns. Godzilla and maybe Day After Tomorrow is good. I never saw it. But, you know, they're always doing these big, stupid ideas. Um, (laughs) And it is just big, (laughs) dumb, dumb fucking 2012. Just big. Yeah, that's a bad one. Bigger and stupid. Like a dinosaur. Like, just bigger and stupider (laughs) until they just collapse upon themselves. And nobody lets them make movies anymore. But Uh, But... uh, And uh, very uh, Michael Bay. There's something effective about it. Even if you're like, I don't like this. Or I'm smarter than this. Or... It's still they have the power to draw you in and they're they're great manipulators at times. And then there's other stuff in this that just falls so fucking flat. Everything with Randy Quaid. I'm like, well, it's a cringe fest. There's there's a lot that just makes me want to get up and walk away.
2: But I feel like they don't care.
0: They clearly don't care. They it was like, they care. know that
2: it's thin characters. They know it's cheesy dialogue. You know, the scene, I mean, first of all, Will, I, I think it's just Will Smith. I mean, cause we talked about this. He's great. You know, with, with, um, on our second episode when we did Made in America, that was, I think that was his first movie maybe. And them, we yeah. said then we're like, he was yeah. a fucking star. He out, showed up in the sure. movie and he, he lights it up. I That's mean, right. he's got that, that thing, but you know, he, he punches the alien. He's like, welcome to earth. And you're like, Boom, there's the tagline. And then they give him another one with, now that's what I call a close encounter. And I was like, boo. First one, <laughs> cheesy. Cheesy, but okay, good. You know, it's that's this is the type of movie you're making. Ah, we didn't need the second one with the cigar and the close encounter. But I feel like they're aware of that. They're like, we're going to give you thin characters. We're going to give you really cheesy dialogue. No one really cares when people die. Did you notice that? There's never really moments no. of mourning. Nobody cares
0: except the president's wife, the president's and that's the wife. one effective yeah. scene is is Bill Pullman with his wife and and yeah. the daughter. I I that was effective, but yeah, no, Dead-ish. nobody cares.
2: It it happened very quickly, but, but I, but it's almost like I get the feeling that they're like, yeah, but we don't, but that's not, that's not the point. Let's just get to a big rousing speech and let something blow some alien shit up. You know, I think they're they're almost unapologetic about it.
0: Absolutely. You can't care if people die, because if you care if people die, you'd be, the trauma of watching the Empire State Building blow up would, you wouldn't be able to function. You wouldn't be able to get through (laughs) the rest of the movie because it's about killing so many people at Mm. such a, 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 a rapid and and overwhelming rate that uh yeah you have to they they're not it's not real it it, it it's real but it's not you can't right. if you feel you're wrong and that's what i hated about this movie when i first saw it was yeah. the scene where the dog escapes. I'm like, I oh, the yeah, dog gets too. away.
5: Everybody went, went. Everyone laughed at that when I saw it in the movie theater. They were all like, "You have to be kidding me! You got to be fucking kidding me!" That you're the, But some audiences cheer, and I
0: get it now. I was talking to Kate about this last night. I was like, "For the first time in my life, I've seen this movie so many times. For the first time in my life, and it still didn't work. Which me, it still didn't work. I was still angry, but." I got it a little bit more (laughs) being a a dog owner now and being Uh, like,
5: because of the pure innocence of an animal. That dog is dumb. It deserved to die. (gasps) Things are blowing (laughs) up left and right. And it doesn't run to Vivica Fox until she goes, Herbie, or whatever the dog's name is. And is like, Herbie, go bananas. This one, go bananas, now. now Run here and go bananas. uh,
1: Michael
5: Phenomenon, come. Michael (laughs) Phenomenon. (laughs) It doesn't come till she calls it. Come on, you're a dumb dog. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm with so, you there, you Jason. Right. I,
2: I hated that moment oh. from the moment. And I saw this movie many times in the theater. We saw that opening night and then we, we, I went back. Because it wasn't, like Jurassic Park, it doesn't, I don't think it's nearly as good as Jurassic Park. Nope. But it, it, it was one no. of those movies that you wanted to see on the big screen. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I think that's why it's a hard watch now, because there was, I think it was a movie of its time that was so exciting to see, because I think we were in a place where, it was okay. Not to say it was okay to see you know buildings blown up, but it it was it was just something different for us for for people who hadn't you know come out of that disaster movie era and yeah. uh, right. so it was the spectacle of seeing it on the big screen, which was fun and seeing it with a lot of people and and you know getting past the dumb stuff just to go yeah.
3: No, you're not going
4: to launch nuclear weapons. You're going to kill them and us at the same time. If we fire nukes and uh, everybody else yeah, who's yeah, got to fire, you, you know that, you know you what that means? fallout. Me. You're your nuclear winter. David, you it's the end of life as we know it. Do you I hear what they're I talking don't, about? Don't go. even think about it. I don't have to live. go. It can't be allowed. Shut man. up, Captain, Get him out of here.
1: Hey, don't tell him to shut up. You'll all be dead now if it wasn't my like David. None of you did anything to prevent this. There's nothing we could do. We were totally unprepared for this. Ah! Don't get me unprepared. I
2: even found Jeff Goldblum a little, he, he's great, but it almost seemed like he was tired. Uh, <laughs> you know, that he was like, wait, but I, but I, but I, I said that line in Jurassic Park. It literally, said, must, go must, faster, go faster, must, must go faster, must go faster. Yeah, you want me to they, do it again?
5: Yeah, oh, okay, they just I redid so. it. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he and Judd Hirsch are good together. And that always bothered me, too. I actually thought in this rewatch, I was like, Judd Hirsch, is, he's funny. He's good. He's good. Even though he's doing the very broad Jewish father thing. And yeah. he's like clearly got. I mean, again, he, 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 this is a major special effects laden motion picture. And you can see like the powder in his hair because he's only, <laughs> he's only like 10 or 15 years older than yes. Jeff Goldblum. So uh, like, it's like, all right, this is so stupid, but, uh, but he's so, ten- he's just so good in a way. I, I was actually like, I can't believe I'm enjoying. Judd Hirsch in it on, on this rewatch because I always was like, Ugh, what the fuck, get Judd Hirsch out of here. And same way the with same with Harvey Firestein, I was like, get out of here. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, there was a lot. I was like, I was like, no, please. No, no. You know, Will Smith is is humorous enough for, and uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum, you got enough. I don't need ever uh, Harvey Firestein, you might as well have had uh, Rip Taylor come through and throw some confetti <laughs> at one point. It was like, what's the point? What is yeah. the point?
2: The lines about I have to call my lawyer. I was like, what? I mean, yeah. I like Harvey Fierstein, but it just seemed. Did
0: you notice in that he's like clearly, and I never really noticed it before. Clearly, when they filmed it, he said, ah, "Fuck my lawyer," but they changed it for the uh, for the children. It's okay to watch entire populations <laughs> right. be destroyed, be decimated, but you can't yeah. have the F word in there. And then can he said, "Ah, forget my lawyer," but you can see it. You can tell it's a dub. Oh, anyway, I didn't see it. I was glad when he died. <laughs>
5: That's a funny moment when he's like, "Oh crap." That is actually pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, like, I know.
0: It's, it's sick. It's like yeah, it's very. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's funny, but it's very it's, it's very, very dark, dark humor. humor. Yeah. It's yeah. like Who's um, it
2: is? I enjoyed seeing there were a few actors in it that w- were like leftovers from my youth. Like Rafael Sabarge was there. Who's that? Uh, he, he, he was he was a guy who showed he was in Risky Business.
5: El- Sabarge? Up-
0: oh, I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> I yeah.
5: know, no, I don't he know. Got a marathon, your
2: He was one of those guys. Can 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 can. He did he he did a bunch of movies in the eighties. Uh Adam Baldwin, who was from My Adam Bodyguard. Baldwin, yes, of course. He was yeah, there. Yeah, and uh and, and the the him. chief from Chips. You're old was
1: uh was there. Wow. He was one of the
2: president's aides. Yeah. Yes, not. that's right. Right. Yeah. And lest
1: but, we forget, gentlemen. Robert Robert Lodga. Lodga.
2: I wrote in, that was my big note. I just typed Lodga. in, in uh, full caps.
3: Loja.
0: I, I, I had, uh, yeah, right at the beginning. I had Loja alert. <laughs> I wrote, <I> wrote Loja <laughs> alert. And then simultaneously. And then right after it, because he was also in the scene, I was like, Dad from Wonder Years alert. Couldn't remember Dan yeah, Loria's yes, name. But Dan Loria. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And yes, wow, what a, great,
2: uh, what a great weekend Brent Spiner had yeah, yes. in both
3: movies.
0: And, well, and movies. and he's great in both movies. And actually, yeah. he might be the right. best. He might have the best scene in each movie. His scene in Phenomenon is quite good. If, yeah, that scene, scene is right. like trying to interview him. It's great. It's the one of the one good scenes in that movie. And this, it's the only really scary scene. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of horror, but, you know, a lot of destruction, but. That scene where he's being manipulated, it's it's a great idea. It's one of the few, I think, great ideas in this movie is the alien manipulating his vocal cords. I I thought it was I thought he was very fun, very Mm -hmm. good. And uh, I was like, he must have been like. And then I think Star Trek First Contact came out this year, too. So I think he was like, I'm going to rule Hollywood in two years. I am going to rule Hollywood. Guess you'd like to see the big tamale, huh? Follow me. I I like this movie parts of it sometimes and there's so much about it that i don't fucking like and every time i watch it i'm like no doesn't like the randy quaid stuff it, randy quaid being up yours asshole or whatever i mean oh, randy boy. quaid is hard to I, if, if 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 randy quaid <laughs> is playing uncle eddie or it's the movie kingpin i can watch him otherwise it's <laughs> not keep him out of your movie if you want me to enjoy it
2: uh, and then for
0: him to be like the hero, you know, the drunk cleans himself up and sacrifices himself and the movie ends with like up oh, yours. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, go to hell. Oof. It's so lowest common denominator, which is why it was such a huge hit, I guess. Uh, uh, yes. That's uh, and, it. And, and you know, and it really is, it's fra- it's so and I'm sure you read this too, Fred, because I think we read some of the same stuff. The international community is like, ugh. With this movie and right. as well, they should be the scenes where that's why it is like if it had more of a tongue in cheek quality, if if Emmerich and Devlin had that kind of skill or set or re- a real sense of humor, not just a up yours or I got to call my lawyer or welcome to earth, bitch, or whatever.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't just
0: like taglines and blah, 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 that kind of quote unquote humor. If they had yeah. a real sense of humor about it, you could look at this as what it kind of is a an expansive parody or or uh, take on on the old Ed Wood movies and the old disaster movies and the old yes. sci fi yeah, alien yeah. invasion things, which but audiences didn't want that because six months later, you got Mars Attacks, which is very it, which is the Tim Burton basic,
5: That's basically right basically version of,
0: of Independence yeah. Day. It's kind right. of the same movie in terms of beats <laughs> and structure and stuff. You know, hard, nasty aliens. <laughs> we think they might be. I mean, literally all the beats are pretty much the same. It's like, yeah, oh, right. shit, they just appear and let's welcome them and let's have a party and let's go on the rooftop and wave to them and welcome them. Right. And then they're assholes that want to destroy us. And we have to figure out how to defeat them. Same movie. Very, very funny, quirky, Tim Burtony, whatever, yeah, farcical, like A parody yeah. of that, a throwback yes. to the old War of the Worlds and things like that. But audiences didn't want it. It was just something about it didn't. Maybe it's because they had just had Independence Day and they were like, no, we take this shit seriously now. This is blockbuster (laughs) filmmaking. Don't take the piss so quickly. Little people.
3: Why can't we all just get along?
0: there's an earnestness about this that drives me crazy because instead of things that you could make funny, like the stripper with the heart of gold who like helps nurse the first lady back to semi health. I mean, there's so much fucking nonsense. This movie is dripping with so much nonsense, so much stupidity. The scene, the scene where Maggie Cole and I was like, are you really going to have an advisor to the president sit there in her first scene and kind of, explain to the fucking mouth breathers in the audience that politics are complicated and sometimes it's hypocritical and the thing they liked you for yesterday they don't like you for now president whitmore or whatever your name is and i'm i'm frustrated by it are you did you get this far in politics by just discovering what politics is you fucking idiot i really it, i don't know why that scene made me so angry but a lot of this movie made me so angry because i'm like the 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 obese popcorn munchers are like yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And then Harry Connick Jr., go fuck yourself with all the gay panic and the like, yeah, I feel the need for speed, hey.
4: Kick the tires and light the fires, big daddy.
0: I hate you. I hate you, movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, how
2: many Sheila's? I'm so like sorry, we just
0: I, I, just, I just went... I just That's uh, my, saw you, red.
5: You
2: just went phenomenon on that. On <laughs> yeah. That alien's ass. You went
5: Dan phenomenon land <laughs> Dan, on that.
2: Danny, no, Danny phenomenon. <laughs> Coming up next to the sands, it's Danny <laughs> phenomenon. Danny <laughs>
1: phenomenon. <laughs> that was, that was, if
0: I can change yeah, the world. he's also doing yeah, magic simultaneously. <laughs> 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 <It's> an <laughs> Eric Clapton <laughs> review where he, <laughs> <laughs> where he does magic.
2: <laughs> and insults the
0: audience and gets angry at the audience. You
3: dumb <laughs> dildos. Hey. Yeah, for getting
0: vaccines. Yeah. Well <laughs> no, that's that's the Eric Clapton connection. <laughs>
3: hey. Oh oh
0: Eric Clapton is a big anti vax so no. Oh I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh Danny funny.
2: Phenomenon and the Dumb Dildo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> opening for Huey Lewis in the news.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I really went no, uh, no, no, I went no, no. ballistic so on that.
2: Go go ballistic. Sometimes you, you got to go
0: ballistic but on that. Yeah, I would give this. <laughs> I would give this more Sheila's than phenomenal. No, oh unquestionably, oh, unquestionably. Still, it,
2: because you know why? At least it's fun. Yeah. They're, you're uh, yeah. absolutely right. It's dumb and it's annoying. And even when I saw it in the theaters, <sighs> I agree with everything you said, uh, like every time all those bad lines, the dog I fucking hated right from the start. Randy Quaid was stupid. Harvey Fierstein. I didn't like, I, I agree with you there. I didn't like John Nelson what the fuck are you talking about? When I first saw it, John now Hirsch. I appreciate it. Judd <laughs> Hirsch. I didn't like Judd <laughs> Nelson as the alien either. That <laughs> was weird. There's too much makeup. I was like, but I want to see Bender. I want to see Bender. And he's, he's obscured <laughs> by
5: all that weird alien. Uh, you know, it was. But the
0: check cleared. The check cleared. <laughs> uh, uh,
5: uh, what did you think of them CGI-ing, de-aging Keanu Reeves to play Randy Quaid's son? They, de- <clears throat> they did. That was the first well, time they see uh, it, uh, CGI. That such
0: a terrible actor.
5: I think that guy is Robert Duvall's
0: son. Are you kidding me? What? No. Then he did is not it? inherit any of <gasps> his father's acting ability.
5: He's just doing Keanu. He's just doing yeah. a Keanu impression from Bill and Ted. That's all that kid is doing, right? Yeah. And the other yeah. two kids, it's like, take him or leave him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really, I really didn't like that kid. There. I was like, ooh. Oh, he's awful. He's awful. Um, but really, that's Robert Duvall's kid? I, I think.
2: I think. Wow. I could be completely crazy in that, but I feel like I... I remember hearing that at the time we'll have to but, look that up but you still there, there was something about it that was fun and get yeah. you going and even though you're like this is dumb yeah. they're you're doing right. the big speech but you're like yeah i get the. but uh,
0: yeah, special like, effects big are, big are great there's a popcorn lot of porn like stuff
5: yeah no, they are good. And and there's not as much CGI, which I always like, you know what I mean? I always like that. Big, dumb, loud popcorn movies, you know, uh, have sure. their place. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. They they, yes. they really do.
1: You know? This was supposed to be my weekend off. I knew. Got me out here dragging your heavy ass through the burning desert with your dreadlocks sticking out the back of my parachute. You got to come down here with an attitude. Hacking all big and bad. And what the hell is that smell?
4: I could have been at a barbecue. Um
5: I I don't have as viscerally, you know, it is stupid, but it's it's not It's I I don't I I kind of forgive this movie, especially pre 9-11, post 9-11. You're absolutely right that that it that it resonates in a different way. But I forgive a lot of this movie because it is what it says it's going to be. It's not trying to be another thing. It absolutely has an agenda. It's saying this is big, dumb, loud and stupid. We're going to have every catchphrase. We're going to have every dumb thing happen. We are going to forget that death exists (laughs) unless it's the president's wife. And and we're and we're and we're going to just go for it. We're just going to go for it. It's going to be the anti you know, it's not going to be cerebral or 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 thought inducing in any way. It's going to be a big old stand up and cheer kind of movie, which it was when we all saw it at the time. It's not anymore. It definitely is not anymore at that now it's kind of a you want more from it because we've had. Better. More things yeah. since then that are able to walk that line more um, skillfully, that walk yes. the line of seriousness and humor and there's a big disastrous thing happening. You know, we're in the post Marvel universe now. You know yeah, what I mean? We're, right. we're, we're, when we want more from our big popcorn entertainment, we want to be able to have those moments where where it's mm-hmm. they're doing more than than just being. Which is why you know I've never seen the Transformers movies. You know that's but why it's, they it's don't exactly, work in a post Marvel world. You know what I mean? You it's want exactly you more that.
0: This is exactly that kind of thing. Which yeah. I. Have seen several of those, and I will they're say, shitty, right? That's they're they're very heard. shitty. They're yeah. very <laughs> shitty. But no, but they, but you get. I, I'll, I'll tell this story because it is the point is salient, and it it is your it is what you're saying. It's the argument you're making. I saw the first Transformers. I was like, whoosh. Then two years later, <laughs> I went to see it with a friend because I was not a big Transformers fan, but my friend who was a little younger. She was, and she was like, yeah. and she was like, oh my god, Transformers is a movie. I was like, yeah, it should be fun. Uh, uh, mm, very <laughs> independence day oh, yeah, so similar right. in terms of the tonally and the big you know what yep. even the way he, they handle humor and like the the human characters and the, the, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it's very similar and two years later whatever transformers revenge of the fall and i think was the second one that comes out i was i was working at hudson valley i had i was in uh I was just about to open or I had just opened Much Ado About Nothing. And I was playing Benedict and I was really I was tired. I was wiped out. It was hard and it was good, mm-hmm. but I was I was just kind of exhausted. And uh, I had a day off. I had like an unexpected day off. And I was like, it was summer. It was hot. I was like, I just and I looked at like the runtime. It was like two hours and 45 minutes.
5: Good. Transformers, Lord. Revenge
0: of the Fallen. I was like, come on. Gray- I was like, great. I, I needed to shut my I was like, I literally it's the only time in my life I've gone to a movie theater because I was like, I need to shut my brain off. I need to eat some sugar and I want to be in air conditioning. I've been very hot. I, was like, I want to be in air conditioning for that long. I want to eat sugar and I want to ju- I just want loud, stupid shit to happen in front of me for a long time. I was like, this is perfect. And I went and I watched it, hated it, but loved it, like hated it. But like was like, I'm cool now. I've had sugar and I saw (laughs) African-American
1: robots. I've never seen anything like this.
0: Wow. Jazz and some, I mean, it's the most offensive. It's maybe the most offensive movie I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) And you worked on Birth of the Nation. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I was like, where's the nuance, guys? Where's the nuance (laughs) that we brought? DW?
1: And I, I can't speak.
0: I dug him out. And D I said, w. <laughs> Right? is that w. who I was, D.W. Griffith? Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yes. Um. Anyway, and I was like this. I got what I wanted out of this movie. And I was like, this is what people go to these movies for just to watch shit smash up real good and blow up in a big fireball. Yes. That's fine. You're absolutely right. So, it, yeah.
5: There's yeah. a place for it. Uh, I, I, you know, I wasn't like rah, rah, rahing uh, this this rewatch by any means. Um, but I certainly enjoyed it a lot fucking more than Phenomenon, so I'm <gasps> gonna go seven.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking I'm just making a seven. I'm just making a seven
0: on it. I'm, I'm gonna go yeah. six point five. Yeah. Six point five. Okay.
2: Here's something nuts, guys. I forgot yeah. to bring this up. The last time we spoke, because I, I think this is sort of apropos, and Jason, you might have spoken uh, that you had a similar experience. What? I saw my first movie back in the movie theater.
5: Oh yeah, me too. Last week I
2: saw it In the Heights.
5: How yeah, was it? And, and how was it being in the theater?
2: Uh, it. I. I gotta tell you, I got, and I. I texted you all about. It. I got a little choked up walking uh, into the theater. Oh I yeah. Got a little choked up. It was. It was sort of nuts and like. You know, the kid, we went with the, with the kids, the whole family, and then we went with another family and, uh, you know, Ben was, Ben didn't really want to go. He wasn't, he didn't think he was going to like the movie. And he's like, well, can I get some, you know, I'm like, come on, we'll go, we'll get popcorn. He's like, can I get some snacks? And I'm like, yeah, whatever you want. Like we we were like, it's the first time back in the movie theater. It's like, I, I don't care. You know, normally I'm very stingy with the snacks because they're so expensive. Oh, it's right, ridiculous. Right, right. Yes. God. You know, uh,
5: you bring your own, you bring your own. Yeah. But I was like, bring your own. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> get,
0: some, get some Twizzlers in here.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was wild. Same being for me. Back. I didn't think it would affect me
0: that way. I, I had the same, I've I've gone to two movies now. I went once by myself and then Kate and I went once. I First thing I saw was Raya and the Last Dragon. I don't know if I oh. talked about it on here. I went to see that just because there was nothing out yet. Like, I, you know mm. what I mean? It was like, I was like, well, I want to go watch something because the movie theater in our neighborhood reopened. One, There are two in our neighborhood. Now they're both reopened. At the time, the larger multiplex a little farther from our house had reopened. And I was like, I want to go. I want to go. So mm. I was like, I'm going to go see that. And it was great. It's a great movie. Beautiful. Mm. I was like the only one in the theater because it was like, you know, it's a Disney cartoon at like seven o'clock at night and whatever on a weeknight. But I found it very, I found it very moving. And then Kate and I went and saw Cruella and we saw it at the smaller oh, theater right down the street that? from us. We really enjoyed it. Really how enjoyed cool. it. It's huh. got, it's not, it doesn't completely work, but it's, the design is fucking fantastic. The production design, Emma Stone's great. Emma Thompson's great. It's actually I really like it. I would watch it again. I, I, oh, okay. I absolutely would. It's it's really fun. And visually, it's outstanding. And and it was a pretty packed theater. And we got we got jointly Misty. Kate and I got like, both were like, oh, my gosh, we're in a movie theater. We're in, nice. we're in the movies now. It was great, and I can't wait to go. I, you know, I I guess Black Widow is the next one I'm interested in. You Ooh, know? That's yeah. the one we're gonna do. That's I would I
2: recommend seeing it. In the Heights in the movie. That that's that's something that should be seen on the big screen. Uh, I know cool. that's what you
0: said. It's so weird though to have HBO Max and have it be free right in my living uh, room. I and know, playing. but I feel
2: like right. uh, it's worth seeing it. It's worth seeing it on the big screen. I think maybe it's, just to
0: support it, I will because I, yeah. I I'm bummed that it didn't do well. Uh, yeah, it's just weekend. it's it's oh. just
2: it's a pretty gorgeous movie to see on a screen. It, it's so big and so expansive. I'm really, really glad. I mean, cause I, I thought it. about that too. I was like, maybe Black Widow will be our first movie back in the theater. But I, I, and I was like, cause I could see this for free. We have HBO, not for free. Yeah. I mean, we pay for HBO max, but we have it. But, but I thought, no, if I feel like this needs to be seen on a big screen. Yeah. Although, you know, what's, what, what is interesting, what immediately, also came back to me going into that theater. I was misty eyed and I was so choked up. And I was like, and then I was like, is that motherfucker going to have the phone on the whole time? <laughs> that person in front of me, they got the no. phone. What the fuck? Are they? Oh, all no. the, like the stress and the tension that I get when I go to see a movie <laughs> instantly came back. It, it, I was like, oh, oh. N- no, 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 They have to turn the phone off. Do I need to talk to them? Am I, I going to get into a fight? Because the, I'm asking them to turn the phone off. And, like, and, <laughs> and I forgot God. about that. I forgot about, because I get that way, which is why I, so I was like, you know what? I'm only going to the Alamo draft house to see movies now. Because I can't, I can't deal I with that. we
0: should do that with Bob. We should find time to go and do that. Like,
2: yeah, it's great. Because at the Alamo, they have this strict, you know, if you yeah. even touch your phone, you're oh. out. You know, no wow. refund. That's well, did it. you
5: say something to the guy?
2: No, because when the movie started, they put it down. And that that was the other thing that I forgot as well. I was like, oh my God, I'm watching trailers and previews. And I'm like, oh God, yeah, there's like an hour of trailers and previews. I forgot (laughs) about that as well too. No, so, but yeah, no, it, 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 yeah. it was great. It was it was fun to be back. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: very happy about that. Nice. Very happy about that. Nice. What are you going to see, Dan? When's the first time you think you'll go? Well, to a movie?
5: When does uh, when does uh, uh, go Charlie Charles Sparks Charles is coming back into, into big theaters soon? <laughs> good, good, they good. are
2: re-releasing it. Yeah, <gasps> the Criterion Collection
5: cut. You I'll, know. Be, <laughs> I'll be there for that. I'll okay. be there for nothing but trouble. <gasps> You're never going to believe this. The Heaven Phone well, is ringing. The Heaven oh, wow. Phone. Remember the Heaven Phone? I I, I vaguely do. The yeah. Heaven Phone is ringing. Hello, uh, Heaven Phone. You're on the uh, opening weekend podcast. Can you hear me from all the way up there? Hello, Heaven Phone. Yes. Yes, you're on with uh, with uh, Fred and Dan and Jason. Yeah. Who, who is this? Who is this, please? you
1: uh, saw my movie, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Some motherfuckers and aliens and fuck. I- <gasps> this Robert- Mr. Loja? <laughs>
5: Robert Loja?
1: Yeah, of course it's fucking Robert Loja, you motherfucking goddamn. You didn't talk enough about me in the movie, you didn't talk enough about me.
0: You were great as you are in everything, Robert Logia. I am oh, a huge you're fan.
1: Trying to come back on it now? How great was I? Was I really great or just a little bit great?
2: No, we, Jason you is a really huge fan. I think Jason, Jason want to form to, a, a
0: school. I almost went. I, I almost. <laughs> I remember uh, getting materials from Wagner College when I was looking at a place to go to school. Because fucking
1: place did you wind up going there? I, did, did I didn't fucking,
0: wind up going there, but I was going to be. I considered it because of you, because Why you had you been there. Why
1: didn't you go there? You would have been good. I well,
0: oh, thank you. I uh, I well, I ended up going to Hofstra University and uh, the with f- these guys. Fuck! If you go back to episode twenty, you can, you can hear the whole story. there.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's That's right. up here. She's up here somewhere. Yeah, we'll yes, get, oh, for yes. fuck's sake! Farnsworth, get out of here! We jump, I'm on the phone with the fucking podcasters, God. It's yeah. it's the
4: language, there, Bobby. It's the language. Uh, There's a lot of go anger. fuck your mustache! Te- you motherfucker! We've, we've been telling you for months. You can't get even dead. You can't get your blood pressure up. Uh, you gotta uh, take the diabetes medicine like Wilford keeps telling you. Uh, you know,
0: hey, well, did you take it? Did you take it? Did you mix it into your oatmeal like I told? You? You too.
1: I can't eat that shit. I put it in my fucking bourbon. Okay, I mixed it in there. Well, that's
0: a great way to—that's a great way to ingest it too. I, I, right. Sometimes I put it right right into my eyeballs. I just get it. I just- <sighs> What
1: the fuck? How do you do that? Even? I well,
0: Richard has all sorts of things. He's got lots of different needles and different uh, equipment. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's he was such an addict back then. Uh,
1: back, was he uh, really? I had no um, idea. Richard, get off of your tractor. You can come down and talk to us for fuck's sake.
4: Well, and that's that's that was always my euphemism when I'd get high. I'd be up on my tractor. And
1: <laughs> this is amazing I'd be
4: riding my tractor around and they say, but Richard, you're not on a tractor, you're just naked again. <laughs> On that Barca lounger, riding it backwards, I see no, it's my tractor, and
2: it's great. You know, we were talking before about trying to, like, reach out and, get, you know, get a younger audience involved in this podcast, and how, you know, talking about last <laughs> well, week, how my friend, yeah, say, my, my, yeah. my friend played the podcast to her 10th grade students, and I'm like, I don't understand why they weren't instantly into it. I guess they're not familiar with the with the works of uh,
1: Loja, Brimley, and Farnsworth. Well, <laughs> no, they're not familiar with cock rings, but let me tell you. The three of us are And not that right? I'll tell you right now Absolutely
0: Let me just get the, the Oatmeal o- helps it slide on and off of course. Oh good <laughs> You need it It's a, it's a fantastic lubricant
1: <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> Just make ah. noises at this age And you don't worry about what
1: anybody thinks That's right You let them interpret it <laughs> uh,
0: you did oh the same God. thing
4: with that bowl of oatmeal and Kathy Bates, <Música> too. That
0: was, that was ungodly. That's right. I called it misery. <laughs> it's always
2: sad when we lose the greats and, and all three of you were good great actress. So it's nice that you're, you're, you're back together and, and uh, thank you for listening to the podcast.
0: Wow. Are you able to subscribe up there? Can you go on iTunes and give us five stars? I don't know if that's, if it's a thing you guys do, I don't know if you're, I mean, you listen to the show. We're in
1: heaven, you dumb shits. We can't get a fucking. We can't get iTunes up here. No, the Wi-Fi up here sucks. Let's put it that way. Oh, I
0: I heard you were listening to the podcast, so I thought, or or Richard. We listen to it, but we, you know, we hear
1: we 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 magically get it. We get it magically. (laughs) Jesus does it somehow. I don't know how the fuck he does it. He gets it in there, (laughs) or or Buddha, or or, uh, Quetzalcoatl makes it happen i don't know who the <laughs> fuck makes it happen we just hear it we just oh, hear it but right. the, well. the wi-fi up here is very bad all i try to do
5: is get a good signal from the hello oh hello they get you No. Know, well there you have it the signal went wow. out that's and a signal went a good out signal.
2: <laughs> yeah we had a nice we had a nice long conversation <laughs> nice <with> them. Some, <laughs> some would say too long but
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> listen no.
2: I, i'm i'm happy that That, like I said, they're doing well. I'm happy that they're listening somehow
5: to the podcast. uh, I encourage other people to listen to the podcast heaven. You'd think that they'd be able to figure that out, you know?
0: I I think they're listening to it through an iCloud.
5: Fuck
2: you.
0: Oh. (sighs) Good night. (laughs) <laughs> and good luck. Oh, no, I don't know how they're listening to it. I don't know how anything's happening right now. Sorry. Put that
5: in. Go back over. and edit that in. Edit that in. Put that back in, what you what? just said. The iCloud joke. Put that in back in instead of what I said or Doing what Rob Lozier said. Because that's funny. Put that in there.
0: You could just say it like Robert Loja right now, and then maybe I can splice it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go through that much work. It's just going to be chronological, and whatever falls out of our mouths, falls out of our mouths. Which is what Wilfred Ripley said to Kathy <laughs> Bates.
3: <laughs> oh. Whatever falls out of our
0: mouths,
3: falls out
0: of our mouths, and the dog can keep it. oh my gosh well i tried to get them to i'm not good you guys are very good about asking the audience to subscribe and and give us five stars i was trying to do that with the dead and they they would have none of it but um but but for our our earthbound human (laughs) listeners please you know uh check us out on itunes if that's how you listen to us give us a five-star review um and uh, and you can also obviously hear us on Spotify or Transistor, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for episode 55. Of, right. Episode 55? Yes, 55. Yes. Fifty five. Good of go. opening weekend. Next time we travel back a mere 13 summers to mm-hmm. July 18th. 2008 and the wide release of Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, his sequel to Batman Begins featuring an Oscar winning performance by the late Heath Ledger, as well as Meryl Streep in the ABBA musical Mamma Mia and a bunch of animated monkeys in Dan's most anticipated film of the week, (laughs) Space Chimps.
3: Yes. That is
0: next time on opening weekend. Uh, Dan, what you got for us until you, until you can finally do the theme to Space <laughs> Chimps. What do you got for us this week?
2: Which oddly enough is also if I could change the world. <laughs>
5: uh. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do we'll do this.
1: Phenomenon.
5: Phenomenon.
1: Phenomenon, Phenomenon. Dwight,
3: you ignorant slut! The opening weekend podcast is produced by Jason O'Connell, Fred
2: Berman, and Dan Matisa, with editing by Jason O'Connell and sound mixing by Fred Berman.
0: Additional help and technical support provided by Ethan Duff. Thank you for
5: listening. I play Huey Lewis for the new and the news for them. They're very excited. <laughs> Please play Huey Lewis for the news. For the news.
2: <laughs> I want a new drug tonight at 8. <laughs> If this is it, please let me know. Coming up on the nightly news
3: on
5: CBS. <laughs> I want a new drug. What's wrong with the ones we already have? You guys,
1: Special. Uh,
5: power of love is a curious thing. <laughs> Mike
0: Wallace has more about that. Let's, let's speak to one grown man weeping and this other fellow singing simultaneously. Oh, gentlemen, can you please... <laughs> Stop singing slash weeping long enough for us to interview you
3: (laughs) again. Ladies and gentlemen, love back to you in the studio. (laughs)